When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you on reception. Perception. The show. All right, Matt. Uh, we've got uh, the combine right around the corner, and uh, we are in full. I just feel like we're in full off-season swing now. You know, we're talking, we're getting franchise tag reports, we're getting talk about surprise cuts, moving movement on the draft board. I I just feel like all right, the door is now open, and the off-season has officially begun. Yeah, we've got um, you know GM press conferences, coaching press conferences <laughs> going on today. Right. Um, you know, a lot of good stuff coming out of there. Um, I always love this. I've never been to the combine. Have you? Have you ever been to the combine? No, 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 no. I was. Uh, I was uh, too small of a uh, of an employee at NFL Network for me to have gotten invited there. Well, if you were too small of an employee at NFL Network, <laughs> I obviously was not getting invited uh, at that time. And um, I think I think it would be fun to go. You know, if if, no, if for, for nothing sure. else, just to, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to go. Maybe at some point. Um, I'll make the pitch to Yahoo. We do like some. I mean, because I'm sure we could do a great show and stuff in there. Maybe maybe someday. Uh, I'll hey, make it. But it, meanwhile, it is fun to watch from you know afar. We've got that going on. We've got the actual drills coming up this weekend and we've got free agency and we have, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the mega anxiety of like I'm already behind on on my charting work or oh, my God, there's so much to do. So <laughs> all the off season is playing out as uh, as scheduled. We've got all the typical events that you can expect in the off season combine free agency the draft and um just waves and waves of anxiety of being being behind on charting work for me all of the typical tenets of an nfl offseason but the crazy thing about that is you have so much of the work actually done uh because you did this year for the very first time ever you did in-season charting so you actually have quite a bit of games uh, under the belt yeah. dude yeah which is gonna be great because as i told you um last uh time we recorded that uh we're gonna move out of la in the next three months so um i've got quite a bit on my plate coming up <laughs> gonna just try to pull off a cross-country move and keep the website yeah, fully fine. populated that's yeah, fine well, yeah, who cares totally fine easy. gonna buy a house easy. for the first time it'll no, easy stuff easy work coming up for your boy here totally gonna be absolutely cool the next few months but yes you're right in the coming months, that will yeah. be easier because I did so much work on on the in season charting. The problem is like the guys right now, and I know yeah. a lot of people don't care about this, but maybe some people find it interesting the actual process of it all. But you know, the first group is is free agents, and as we keep saying on the show, the right. guys that are going to be available in free agency 
not exactly exciting. So I don't have a lot of games logged on DJ Chark. You know what I'm saying? So um, it is a little bit of like, all right, let's race to get this first. I know. How dare me? But it's it's a race to get these first uh, group of guys up, especially because I am trying to, you know, do guys like, you know, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, these guys who might get um, traded, released, or at least have a quarterback change. You know, that's a new thing for the site this year. So um, all that stuff will be on the site very soon. But uh, yeah, that's the only reason I'm feeling a little behind right now. There you go. Uh, By the way, we've got a lot of off-season movement here, but uh, on today's show, I I thought it'd be fun, or at least you thought it would be fun, and I totally agree with you that uh, we could talk about, you know, quarterback needs uh, for various teams. Should they go veteran? Should they go young? What what direction should they they go stopgap? Because there's plenty of stopgap quarterbacks uh, out there on the marketplace right now as well. But I did want to start the show off with some, I guess, some top headlines here, right? And, And it's seemingly every single day, Matt, there are stories and reports of pretty good running backs about to get released into the free agent pool. And uh, I think Leonard Fournette probably doesn't surprise a lot of folks because Tampa Bay, uh, you know, drafted a pretty good rookie right there that, um, that I thought ended up playing better than Leonard Fournette anyways. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reporting the Buccaneers likely to release uh, playoff Lenny. Yeah, um, and I also wrote on here too about Joe Mixon could be a potential cap casualty. You know, right? Uh, you're you're so right that, and we could talk more in in depth about both these guys and what they might leave behind. But your overall point is so true that what what did we talk about last episode? There is going to be a cataclysmic kind of shift at the running back position this offseason. and you know, for guys like um, Tyler Algier, great example, uh, Terry Fontenot, the, uh, Falcons GM, this, uh, just, just recently at the combine pressers was like, we love what Tyler brought to the, the table this year, but you need multiple running backs. Uh, Rashad white, even the guy that, you know, Fournette's getting bounced out of there. Who's to yep. say they don't use a, you know, another day two pick at the running back position, or oh, for sure. they sign one of these free agents, uh, to a decent, well, probably not a free agent cause they're so cap strapped, but Basically, like if you think you've got a guy, you know, Dynasty's a great example. Like, you think you got a guy in Dynasty who, okay, um, he's going to moonwalk into a starting position this year. Maybe not, man. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a lot of uh, plates, a lot of tectonic plates shifting around this offseason. I mean, you take a look at the free agent pool already. We're talking Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard may or may not get franchise tagged. I don't know. I, I mean, We'll get into that in just a bit, uh, in just a bit, mm-hmm. but he could be tagged. Miles Sanders is going to be out there. David Montgomery, who I, I'm not a big fan of, but he'll be out there. Uh, Jamal Williams, who is a great locker room guy and highly productive, especially around the goal line, is going to be out there. He's just 28 years old. I can't believe Kareem Hunt is just 28 years old. It feels like he's been in the NFL <laughs> yeah. freaking forever, but he'll be out there in the free agent pool. I think Damian Harris is actually a very good running back. Um, and yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe got pigeonholed into like a banger type, but I actually think he could play all three downs. Um, he's just 26 years old. Devin Singletary has been productive at times. He'll be out there in the free agent pool. And my boy, Deontay Foreman, just 27 years old, also out oh, yeah. in the free agent pool. And I think he's a really, really good player. Um, and I will be very interested to see where he lands because I, I promise you he will push uh, for starting reps there. But again, we're just adding more names to the pool. Leonard Fournette will be out there. And again, as you mentioned, the Bengals potentially, according to the Athletics, Jay Morrison, maybe Joe Mixon could get cut. And quite frankly, 
Samaje Pirine is already a free agent for that team as well, but they probably could resign him to a, a much more reasonable contract. Mm-hmm. But you add all these guys up, man. Holy hell, man. That is a hell of a room. And on top of that, the draft class is looking pretty good too. Yeah, the draft class being potentially pretty solid at running back and also just cheaper. You know, I mean, the reality yeah. is like the Bengals are a great example that, you know, if they were in a situation where they could afford Joe Mixon, I think they'd want to keep him around. But um, going younger and cheaper at running back is probably a good idea when you have the Joe Burrow contract on the horizon, the T Higgins contract on the horizon, the Jamar Chase contract, yeah. hopefully on the horizon. Right. You know, you want to keep that core intact. You, you probably are going to go ahead and go a little cheaper at running back. Um, but these guys like Damian Harris is a great example of a player. I think is a really good football player, a really good running back, but yes. he might have to wait until like after the draft to sign because yep. teams first want to see like, all right, what can we get in the draft again? Younger, more years, cheaper years, stuff like that. Um, on the, like if we end up using a third or fourth round pick at running back, we're probably not interested in Damian Harris. So the supply is just greater than de- the demand too, because you look around the, the the running back landscape, and there's not a ton of teams that are just like screaming for help at the running back position. The right. one, the one I, the one I thought about today, I just uh, wrote an article about this, but the one I thought about today that might be really interesting is like the Dolphins in terms of being like a big player at the running back position. Tua still on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that their passing game is well set up with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but might they be a team that swings big at the running back position for like a, a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs or something so that they can have a more complete offense? Because, you know, while they were good at times with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, there weren't like, you know, game to game, month to month, week to week, even really, really good, you know? So um, I don't know that that was just one I thought about, but there are very few teams otherwise that'll look around and say like, yeah, you know what they have, they've got to add a back. They've got to add a back. There's very few teams out there. <laughs> are there any teams? I, I mean, it's just like I, people have gotten by teams have just gotten by uh, at running back. I mean, look what the chiefs did. They, they used a seventh rounder as mm-hmm. essentially their starting running back uh, on their way to, to win a super bowl. So I, I don't know. It's, to me, I think it is kind of interesting. I don't know if there is a team that you just look at and say, yeah, they absolutely need to get a running back. There's a lot of teams that would like to have one. And then there's a lot of teams that have that, that need depth. I think the lions certainly with Jamal Williams, uh, you know, out there in free agency. Now uh, the lions would certainly need some kind of depth they, they they can't seem to keep guys healthy at that position either. I think Buffalo probably needs some depth there too. I know all the James cook people yeah. are screaming, but, um, but I don't, I don't see James cook as an every down guy. I think they definitely need, um, you know, a bigger presence around the goal line as well to maybe reduce some of the wear and tear, uh, for Josh Allen too. So, uh, but no interesting stuff for sure. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And then for the Rams, Matt, I mean, you think about Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, then potentially moving on from some of these guys and and on their defensive front, too. uh, There's going to be some changes, too. So 
man, uh, the Rams look like they're going to try to retool by, by cutting some of these um, high-priced veterans. Rams are really interesting because, you know, they're Bobby Wagner was like pretty good for them last year. Right? Yes, he, he like was. All pro, he was an all pro, um, you know, uh, second Jalen Ramsey was pretty like good, that. too. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously Ramsey was good. Um, but, you know, this is sort of, I think, slowly moving into the next phase of, of Rams football. And I think it's fascinating that they are making these changes. You know, they're potentially dealing one of their their best players uh, in, in Jalen Ramsey. You know, one of the guys who's not really like on the back nine of his career necessarily. Like, I think he's still squarely a really good player. Maybe he's not as good as he was, you know, two, three years right. ago, something like that. But but he's still a very, very good player. And I think will command a really, you know, big time draft pick if and when he does get traded and he wants a new contract as well. That's obviously probably part of the Rams equation here. But, Correct. Um, you know, the, Sean McVay coming back for this, too, I think is really interesting that, um you know, maybe he's up for uh, the maybe he's up for the challenge of, of transitioning the the Rams into the next phase. I, I always thought it would have been kind of weak if he was like, you know what? Won the Super Bowl. We had one disaster year. I'm out. Can't handle it. I know. <laughs> I know. Jordan. I know. Jordan Rodriguez put a great piece in The Athletic about this, yeah. um, you know, about like his mindset and his in, in, infectious energy. And like if he wasn't in the right place, could he really have done it? But yeah, just to me, it would have been like, uh, I, I want to see Sean McVay transition this team into its next phase. And it looks like that's what um, it's doing. I, I don't know what the offense is. going. I mean, the offense kind of might just look the same though, right? Like I think Stafford's so. going to be back. Cooper cup's going to be back. You know, Allen Robinson's probably the starting receiver. Jeff, just Van Jefferson's probably the other starting receiver. Like Cam Akers is probably after he finished the season really strong, going to be going to be the starting back again. And then they just really, really have to sell out to improve that offensive line. Cause that was the disaster of their season last year. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think uh, there's rumors that Leonard Floyd uh, could also be a potential cap cut, uh, which is, again, I mean, you talk about Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd. Wow, that's a lot of star power uh, on the defensive side of the football. And say what you will about Sean McVay. Uh, at the end of the day, when they won their Super Bowl, I, I really felt like their defense um, did more than their part. You know what I mean? Uh, I know mm -hmm. the offense – got a, a lot of kudos and, and flowers thrown their way as they should. Cause Cooper cup had an incredible year, Matt Stafford. Great to see him uh, on that big time primetime stage. Uh, but boy, I, I tell you, man, that defense was no joke. That defense yeah. was so good. And remember that last drive, the Bengals tried to put together, the game was capped off by Aaron Donald. Right. So mm -hmm. um, man, it, it, I, for all of the talk of the offense, what made the Rams special was that they had special playmakers on the defensive side of the football too, uh, in addition to all their offensive guys. Uh, but man, that it, it is going to be a, a huge shift, I think, uh, for LA as they try to crawl back into playoff contention. And man, you talk about a, um, what a turnaround, right? And, and not in a good way. Right, going from winning the Super Bowl to now we're just you know uh, you know a season and a half later talking about golly can they potentially make the playoffs because they've got a long uh, a long road in front of them man. Hey, if they trade Jalen Ramsey, maybe they get a first round pick back. And they, <laughs> they make a first round pick. Maybe they maybe they actually make a first round pick for the first time since Jared Goff. Uh, you know, current Lions yeah. starting quarterback Jared Goff. Uh, if you're not familiar, yeah. So. I think it's really interesting to see what happens with the Rams over the next couple of months. And, you know, I, you're, you're the name that you brought up there. The, the, the game was capped off by Aaron Donald. Obviously I think 
their bet is, you know, we can tear a few things down, even if they're big, big pieces on defense. But as long as we have Aaron Donald, we're going to be at a certain level of defense. And then yeah. again, it's 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 got to be just about like Matt Stafford. You can't have him. Matthew Stafford, you can't have him be in the eye of the storm like he was last year ever again. I mean, because he'll just yeah. we saw what would happen. He, he'll get right. crushed. Uh, the bottom line is me, man, for for the Rams, for me anyways, is I don't think they're going to be a very good team next year because they're tearing down the defense and dude, their secondary outside of Jalen Ramsey was not very good. Not good. Yeah. Uh, And I do think that, you know, as great as Aaron Donald is and and he opens the door for a lot of other players, Leonard Floyd played great, man. And if Mm -hmm. they move on from Leonard Floyd too, um, they're again, double teaming Aaron Donald, even though sometimes that doesn't help, um, will be much more commonplace. Uh, and then they're going to have to put up a lot of points. But as you mentioned, I mean, we all love Cooper cup. That's fine, but he's returning from injury. What does that look like? And the wide receivers outside of that, uh, a little, little dicey, not a lot of athleticism dude out there on the edges <laughs> not a lot for of the speed. LA Rams. No, not a lot of speed. 